Let Your Heart Grow podcast is a place for anyone who wants room at the table and is ready to open themselves to seeing the world a little bit differently. Now it's time to let your heart grow. Hello, friends, and welcome. This week, we're going to talk about a topic that impacts a large percentage of the population. Parenting. Now, because parenting is something that many people have either done, planned to do, or are doing right now, there really is no advice, answer, um, solution that's going to help every single person listening to this episode. So everything I'm sharing is based on my personal experiences and the experiences of my friends, families, coworkers, and others in my life. The one thing that I've decided that every parent has in common with every other parent out there is that none of us feel adequate to the job. We question, am I enough? What if I screw them up? Did that one mistake mess them up for the rest of their lives? Maybe they should have gone to another parent. I bet they hate me. Or something along those lines. Something that's called mom guilt or dad guilt, because there's a lot of very actively involved dads out there too, is a very real thing. We are down on ourselves for all kinds of things. I'm not around enough. Or I must not be a good mom because I have to work. I'm on my phone too much. I don't play with my kids enough. I yell too much. My kids have too much screen time. My kids don't have a healthy enough diet. I don't have the money for them to do all the activities that they want to. My house is always a mess. It's never clean enough. I don't think my kids trust me. Why won't they talk to me? And then to pile on this guilt, kids in their frustrations, they don't understand their emotions and they lash out with things like, I hate you. You're the meanest mom in the world. I will be honest, while that does hurt and it has hit me to the core a few times, there are other times where I tell myself that that must be the greatest compliment in the world that I have beat out every other parent to be the meanest mom in all the world. So today I want to talk about what does it mean to be a good parent and what type of parenting is good enough. So now we've come to the hard part. What makes a great parent? What makes the perfect parent or even a good parent? I did what any good researcher would do. I opened up my internet browser and I started out by typing in to the search engine, what makes a good parent? And what I found was that there were thousands of articles out there telling me different attributes, qualifications, skill sets that make a great parent. But every single article was different. What person A thought made a good parent was different than what person B thought. Now, there were some consistencies. We have to keep our child alive. So if your child is breathing right now, good for you. You're doing something right. In all seriousness, though, the quality of love 
loving your child. That makes you a good parent. The thing is, if you're here right now and you've questioned what kind of parent you are, you're probably loving your child because you care. You care about them. You care that you're doing what you need to do in order to provide the best life for your child. You don't want to mess them up. But if everything out there is different, what is this magic bar that we're comparing ourselves to? So I decided that I wanted to go to who I considered the experts, our children. I was telling a friend today how I was doing these interviews and the questions I was asking, and she kind of laughed and said that if I were to interview her kids, they'd probably say that they hated her, they didn't want her as their mom, and that she was awful. And I totally got where she was coming from. My kids have called me rude and mean and every other variation you would find in the thesaurus for those two words. But these interviews showed me that there's a lot more to the picture than what we hear and see every day with our families. Let's start out by hearing what these children have said as they describe their parent. Why don't you tell me about your mom and dad? Like, what are they like? What do you think of them? Uh, they're both really nice because my mom has red hair. She does have red hair. Anything else? And my dad annoying. He's annoying. <laughs> they can be that way, can't they? <laughs> yeah. She's loving and kind. She um always cares about other people. Um, she has a big heart. Um, she she brings stuff to them if they're sick. Um, and. And she's loving and kind. My mom and dad, um, um, she takes me to a candy store. That they help me whenever I ask and I need help with schoolwork. My dad drives me to my lacrosse games and he drives me to school every morning. It's about cleaning. I mean, it's about cleaning my father's up. Because my mommy says, and so, so I do, do my letters, so I... My dad is really hardworking, and he, um, he tries and gets things done. And my mom, she's a really amazing mom, because she... Ma- manages everything while dad's at work. Um, I feel like I've gone through a lot of trials with my family and rough times with them. And even though we've had lots of family struggles, I feel like they're always there to support me. And I always have like a safe space with them, you know. You're my mom and dad. <laughs> Not one child mentioned the job that their parent did, whether they were a lawyer, a doctor, a school teacher, an accountant, a famous basketball player. They didn't mention the type of car their dad drove or the brands of clothing that their mom had in the closet. They didn't talk about how clean the house was or the things that were inside their home. Honestly, I don't even believe they cared about any of that. 
what they mentioned were the time that their parents invested in them. Their mom was someone who took them to the candy store, practiced their letters with them. Their dad drove them to lacrosse or helped them through hard times. So from listening to this, what I think makes a good parent is the time we spend with our children. Maybe it's not as much time as you would want to. Maybe you wish that you were a stay-at-home mom or that you didn't have busy things where your job required you to be on call or there was a lot to do. But the fact is, these kids value the time that their parents did invest in them. Next, we're going to talk to these same kids and ask them how they know that their parent loves them. How does your mom show that she loves you? She takes us to school and she and she keeps us safe and she she keeps us warm and she keeps us comfortable and she keeps us healthy. That's it. They give me hugs. They they feed me and they take care of me. Put me to bed. Uh, my mom and dad give me snuggles. Well, they feed us. They give us love like, by like hugging us. And they also like do things for us, like send us to school and like after school activities. My mom and dad show me love by kissing me, hugging me, and be kind to me. Uh, they take us on vacations. They obviously enjoy spending time with you. Yeah. Being a being a college student, it's always difficult to find finance to do things, even with a job. Um, one of the big things they do is they say, hey, um, we're going to get food. Do you want something? Or can we help you with gas this week? You know, it's been tough. Um, they do say, I love you. They do say it verbally and they, they show you with hugs and everything. Um, but I think it is the little things that you know your children need that really, you know, pave the way for that. Um, some of my siblings who aren't of that age where they you have to worry about finances. They get candy or they'll send me to go do that. Um, but they show little intrinsic things that if you know your children, you know exactly what they want. Brings me a wells. There's a bunch they do. I mean, over this past day, just today alone, I, I spent a couple hours outside helping my dad tear down a tree. Um, and my dad has always been like a hard guy to read, uh, to like understand his motions and stuff like that. Um, and one thing I've realized over the years is that he really just enjoys the little things that he gets to spend time with. Like, you know, where we were just cutting down a tree, but that was something he enjoys. And the way he shows it back to me is, um, I guess just spending time with me. It's, it's a little thing and it may be something that he needs to get done, but he really enjoys having me there with him, helping him with that kind of stuff. So I guess that's just one way I've realized that he uh, shows he cares about me is by asking me to help with things. And then for my mom, I would say um, <laughs> it's a funny one, but no matter what you ask your mom to, or my mom to buy, she pretty much always says yes. It's 
she always likes to try and spoil us and stuff like that. So. Remember how I said earlier that one of the most consistent things I found when researching good parent was that a child felt loved. And the answers that these children gave, they were all different. Not every parent showed love the same way. Some felt loved when their parents showed physical affection and hugs and snuggles. Others felt it because they felt safe, that their parent told them, or that their parent was aware of them, knew their needs, thought about them, spent time with them. Love is definitely shown in many different ways. And there's no right or wrong answer. This next thing is a little personal and a little close to the heart. And without going into all the specifics of it, I want to share about something that happened not quite a year ago. This time last year, I was going through a lot of emotional and mental exhaustion. I was adjusting some medication. I had, was recovering from COVID. My anxiety had been high for a while. And while these are not excuses, they are just the realities of the situation. And I had three children in my home. And in an impulsive moment, I made a very quick and incorrect decision. And I hurt one of my children in doing it. Physically hurt my child. My immediate reaction was guilt and shock, shame, fear. My mind, the first thing I did was deal with the injury that had occurred. And and then all the worst case scenarios came to mind. I picked up the phone to call a good friend and at first my immediate reaction was to lie to be dishonest out of my fear but I quickly realized that I couldn't lie about it I taught my children to be honest and if I lied about this what was I teaching them how could I live with this so I called another friend who guided me through what I needed to do. And I turned myself into the state CPS. To make a very long story short, I did go through an investigation and um, dealt with the consequences of that very, very bad decision. Taking a minute here. The guilt consumed me. And to put it in the most mild of ways, I hated myself. I'd been a foster parent. I had been trusted with other people's children 
and I had done something that I swore I would never do. I was scared. Um, even after I found out that I wasn't going to get arrested, that they didn't feel that that was necessary. And um, I was actually told that they did not feel that I was a, a risk, that they could tell this was something that was not done with malintent. I still was scared to be alone with my kids. And so I spent a couple of days um, at my family, at a family member's home so that I wasn't alone with my kids. And on the day that we came home and I started to try to get back to normal, I remember going to pick up my children from daycare and school, and I was terrified to do it, to be alone with them. And I was terrified that when I got there, there would be somebody there telling me I, I wasn't allowed to take my children. Now, you might wonder why I'm sharing this. There are a few reasons why I'm sharing this, but the main one is that over this past year, I felt prompted a few times to share my story with some specific people. One was about six months after my story happened. I had just met this person that night, and I found myself sharing all the specifics of this event. And I looked at this person when I finished and said, I don't know why I'm sharing this. I felt like I needed to tell you, but it isn't something that I share very often. And they looked at me with the most sincere eyes and said, I'm going to share with you something that I've never shared except for with my spouse. And then went on to tell me how they had done something very similar to what I had done. And I could see the emotion and the guilt that this parent felt. I've only shared my story, the full story, a handful of times. And almost every time that I've opened myself up, the other person has confided in me of something that they've done as a parent that they are deeply ashamed of. Some of these things happened over 10 years ago. Some are more recent, but no matter how long ago it's been, each one has been a burden on the back of the person carrying it. So here's one I want to share. First, you're not alone. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. And you are going to make mistakes for the simple reason that you are human. But making a mistake doesn't make you a bad parent. Is how you handle that mistake. The day after 
this all happened, I talked with a wise friend who told me that this didn't make me a bad parent. That it was up to me what this meant. That I could either choose to let this moment define myself as a parent, as a person, or that I could take it and let it change the way I did things. I chose not to let it define me. I chose to ask for help. And I'm proud of that. But it has caused doubt, just like I'm sure choices that you've made have too. Which brings us back to what is a perfect parent and what do the experts tell us? Have you messed up sometime? Have you yelled a little too much? Said something you shouldn't have? Missed a softball game, a ballet lesson? Disappointed your child in some way? The fact is, there is no such thing as a perfect parent, but there is a good enough parent. And what it means to be a good enough parent is a parent who loves their child, who is invested in them, and who no matter what happens, is going to be there. Providing what that child needs. And while you might think that you are falling short, because trust me, I know that I did. I know that I fall short in that moment and every day since. But to your child, you're exactly what they want. Remember how I told you that my friend said that if I had interviewed their children, they probably would say that they wish they had a different parent? Well, I had decided to ask that exact question. And this is what I was told. Would you want another parent? No! No. 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 Wow. <laughs> Do I get to choose who they are? <laughs> you know, I would say no. Um, I really appreciate all they do for me. And, you know, they put a lot of time and work into so. No. I don't want any more kids. I don't want. Oh, no. Not at all. No. Um, I want different mama. I have a feeling that my friend's children wouldn't want a different mom. After sharing with you that I screwed up, I really screwed up, two of those little voices you heard right there were my kids. And they know exactly what I did because they were there. And even they said they wouldn't want a different parent. So here's the question. What makes a good parent? 
The perfect parent isn't a parent that does it all perfect. It's not a parent who has a perfect balance of work and home. It isn't a parent with the immaculate house or the parent who's never yelled at their kids. Because you know what? The Journal of Marriage and Family did a study and almost 90% of parents admitted to yelling, screaming, or shouting at their kids that past year. It's a parent who tries their best. A parent who's committed to their children. It's the one that's giving everything they can to meet their child's need. I want to end with our children telling each of us what it is that they want us to know. Is there something you would like to say to your mom or dad about how you feel about them or that you would want them to know? I would pretty much just say that even though there are there times you get in arguments and stuff like that, that I, I do realize that they try their best to make my life as fulfilled and happy as they can. So, and, you know, there's only so much they can do towards that, but they're doing as much as they possibly can to get there. Uh, that I never want to leave them. Uh, I feel good. I love them. That they're really productive, kind, kind-hearted, and loving. Um, I think it's really amazing how my mom, like, how she handles 12 kids while my friend's moms are like, wow, that's really cool. And, like, stuff like that. And I think... I want my dad to know that um, he might feel like he's the bad guy, but he's like, he's actually really funny and like, he's really, really nice. And I think he should realize that part of himself. That they shouldn't be as hard on themselves or each other with, um, the situations they've been given. Um, life is hard. You can't always control what your children do. Um, you can't always control what happens in life, but you have to try. And that's the most important part is, are you still trying? Um, and my parents definitely have kept trying. And that's what's important to me is that they haven't given up. And some things have changed as, as things have happened in our lives that have shown that, but they've, they've adapted to that. and They've proven that they're still able to do it. I just want them to know that I love them. I love um, to learn more about Pokemon, to learn more about snakes, to, to know that the science video called King Cobra a Disneyland dustpan, <laughs> and that 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 she always looks out for us. And I feel loving when she's there. And she, when I feel scared, she lets me sleep in her room because she's kind and loving. Just remember that there is no such thing as a perfect parent. But according to the experts, at least the ones I spoke to, the perfect parent is you.
You are the perfect parent for the children that you have. And if you feel like you want to do better, then do it. Figure out the things that you want to do to change your relationship with your child. But the fact is, your children love you and they are grateful for you. So if you're asking yourself if you are enough, yes, yes, you are. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave me a review wherever you are listening. And if you could, I'd love it if you would share this episode with friends and others who might be interested in this topic. I look forward to having you join me in two weeks for the next one. The easiest way to know when I have a new episode is to subscribe. So go over there and click that button. Until that time, please get in touch. I love hearing feedback and getting to know my listeners. Seriously, it is like making new friends. You can get in touch by visiting my website at letyourheartgrow.com where you can leave comments or stop by my social media accounts. Come chat. Let me know what topics you would like to see covered in future episodes and let me get to know you better. Thanks again. And we'll see you soon.